Ladies and gentlemen, on behalf of the California Angels and the City of Los Angeles, on the occasion of Her Majesty's royal visit, please welcome internationally renowned opera star Enrico Palazzo. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo! Give me two. Hello, everyone. It's a Palazzo Podcast. I'm Michael Govier. I got a guest today. We're going to do a show together, and you're going to enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, well, hey, you know, that's not my fault. That's putting it mildly. But I do know that you'll learn a lot today. It's been a busy day for me. Rotowire Podcast. I did it today with Jeff Erickson. Make sure you check that out on the Rotowire YouTube and, of course, on the podcast platform. Everybody should know what Rotowire is. It's a fairly well-known place. If you don't know, now you know. But... We're not focusing on Rotowire right now. What we're here for is to talk about the Plotso Podcast, 2Ls, 2Zs, and my guest today Give me two. from We Know Fantasy. His name is Mike. You can follow him on Twitter at MKB Fantasy. Everybody give it up for the main man, new on the scene, making his presence known. Mike, what's up, brother? How you doing, Michael? I'm uh, doing good, man. It's uh, close to the end of the week, Memorial Day weekend. Can't complain. You know, uh, I don't know. We have some minor plans for the weekend. You got anything brewing? You got like a, a road trip? Or are you just going to chill to the next episode? Uh, well, I'm actually playing golf tomorrow. So taking off uh, work a little early, playing a little golf. And uh, uh, over the weekend, probably going to hit the pool up with my wife and my son. So um, pretty pretty chill. We were in Myrtle Beach last weekend. So um, looking forward to it. That's for Myrtle Beach. I think Myrtle Beach sucks, personally. And I think golf sucks. I stopped playing golf uh, 12 years ago this summer. I quit the game of golf after playing since I was in eighth grade. I played for a long time, but I had some anger issues. You know, there was a lot of rage, and I couldn't control it. So I walked away. I Actually, just like Bill Murray says, I, I, you know, he quit the game. I quit the game. There you go. Well, golf is a game of patience, and that's teaching me, which teaching me some, and I don't have any currently. So um, it's one of those things, too, where I feel like I've gotten better with it because of golf. So I'm looking forward to it, and uh, it's supposed to be good weather up here in uh, in Virginia. So I'm looking forward to uh, getting out there and, and swinging the sticks. How about you? You got anything going on? I like that. I like that. You really seem to know yourself, and you understand what it takes to be a player in the game of golf and yeah. sometimes i get angry sometimes i get like i'm angry when i'm excited okay that's true that's happened as well but there is an intensity about golf that you know you hit a good shot and you think well shit why can't i do that again what's wrong with me what did i do wrong <laughs> right but, but i'm a completely different person those of you watching me now what you see on the screen or what you hear on the podcast version which is available everywhere five-star reviews guys if you've never reviewed Plazo, please give us a review we're way overdue on a review for an itunes review Definitely could use some Spotify reviews. We've had a couple negative on there that have brought our rating down. So we need you guys to reinforce us on Spotify. But I'm a completely different person, Mike, than I was 12 years ago. And, you know, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. You got anything going on this weekend? Yeah. uh, We're going to jump in a car and drive a couple hours over to the west side of Michigan. In a little town called Ludington. It's right there by Lake Michigan. It's right there by the bay, which is a, you know, Lake Michigan is a lake that is a Lake filled with islands and bays for sportsmen and sportswomen. There you go. Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know good. if it'll be fun or not. So, uh, well, what do people need to know you about you, man? I mean, you're new around the scene here, so you're working, you're grinding, you're doing your notes on Twitter, which, you know, as I told you, there's a lot of people who have done daily notes on Twitter for fantasy baseball in the past, and they eventually give up or they stop doing it. So I've seen a lot of people come and go. I'm, I'm not saying that as a negative. I'm just keeping it real and yeah. telling you how people get into the game. They get excited. They want to contribute. They want to get noticed. And, you know, your following is growing very fast on Twitter, too. I'm very impressed by that. Maybe even a little bit envious of that because that's some quick growth. I'm very <laughs> impressed by that, Mike. But, you know, we know fantasy is also a newer name to me as well. Yeah. And uh, the guys who who run that reached out to me. I, I just do a uh, weekly waiver wire article for them. Um, and I you know, comes usually out on Sundays, sometimes Monday mornings, but, um, you know, like you said, new to the scene. So it's one of those things where, um, I'm learning, uh, don't want to uh, bite off more than I can chew. So, um, it's something I like doing in the morning times or the, or the, or the notes. So, um, if you don't follow me on Twitter, um, and, uh, highly recommend that you do. Um, I usually kind of recap from, from the night before, kind of go over some things in terms of like, you know, whether it's prospects, whether it's, you know, guys who are getting hot, guys who are cold, um, and everything really in between. So um, I try to keep them as short as possible, make it an easy read. But, um, you know, uh, I think that was that's a good launching pad for me, I guess uh, I should say. And then, you know, obviously do a Q&A and things like that. So still trying to get my feet wet, trying to see where, you know, the rest goes. But um, for right now, I think that's, uh, that's where I'm at. And uh, like you said, my following is growing, so it's been good. That's fantastic. Yeah, we know fantasy. Check it out, guys. Make sure you read Mike's weekly article. Follow him on Twitter, MKB Fantasy. Do it. Do it now. What are you waiting for? Get it done. Come on. This guy knows what he's talking about. I want you to get the most out of this experience. I really do. I, I hope that's the case. I know it's Memorial Day weekend, so some people are heading out on the road. Maybe you're hearing this podcast after the fact. And if you are, email the show at palazzopodcast at gmail.com. Gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. So having said that... And what are you going to say to your fans when they ask you some questions about it? I'm going to say I feel good. That's right, James. You tell them. I just got a brand new bag. It's a man's world. Oh, wow. Well, I don't know if it's a man's world, but I feel good too. I feel really excited about the weekend. Baseball-wise, though, this is kind of a check-in. You know, more of the weekend is a point. You know, NFBC, for those of you not familiar, offers a Memorial Day second chance league i've never done it but i've heard a lot about it in the past i don't really have a desire to try to fix the mistakes of a draft or a league or a team i'm just trying to survive as it is with my teams right now how do you feel about uh second chance leagues mike uh, i'm not a fan of them either to be honest um you know like i said i'm i, I like going with the team i rolled in with so um you know uh making making changes on the fly the fly and and trying to uh adjust and adapt so see that's a guy after my own heart thank you thank <laughs> you for you're reminding me of that i mean this is the type of situation where i just feel good about trying to get my teams into first place and i got a lot of teams that are in a real situation here it's a real mess it's a real problem some teams yep. mike some players are really screwing us, and other people right now oh, might yeah. be in a bad way. My team. My team is dead! That's how a lot of people feel right now. And oh, yeah. It's not a time to give up, though, Mike. It's still early. There's still all of June, all of July, all of August, all of September. That's four months, Mike, of production. Yep. 
Yeah, I've had a lot of people reach out, kind of hitting the panic button on a couple of players. Um, I've actually seen some 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 crazy trade questions come through in terms of guys that we were drafting the first round, um, and which we'll get into a little bit later. But um, <laughs> it's one of those things too, where I'm like, like you said, we still have a lot of baseball left, um, and you know, some guys can't hit, you know, go five for five with a home run every day. So um, yeah. some guys work through things and go through slumps and, and the same token, go through hot streaks. So it's one of those and in, in between that. So you got to take the good with the bad. Absolutely. I agree with that, my friend. Well said, well said. Well, let's get into the uh, business time here. So where we talk about the business affairs of the show. Or have a little flight of the Concords for you. Happy Memorial Day weekend in the United States. If you're not in the United States, happy weekend. Enjoy your time. Connect with people. Give someone a call you haven't talked to in a while. Tell someone you're sorry. It's okay. Wow, dude. But in business time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'd like to share a little bit of what's going on around not just the show, but everywhere in fantasy baseball, maybe just the world in general. But for me, I want to give a shout-out. Again, thank you to Jeff Erickson having me on the Roto-Wire podcast. Please check that out. We had a great conversation about all kinds of stuff. It was a really, really quick episode that flew by. That means we had a good conversation. I'm confident in that. And then, Tout Wars. So, Tout Wars right now, I'm 3-4. and four. Uh, Mike, coming into the fantasy baseball analysis game, how much did you know about Tout Wars? Not a whole lot, to be 100% honest. And I'm still kind of learning in terms of all the all the different leagues and, the, you know, the stuff that you got, you're in and, you know, all the other analysts are in right now. So, um, but I know it's competitive, so. See, this is why I asked that, because I believe... A lot of people play fantasy baseball. They're not really familiar with what Tout Wars is. And I wasn't really either. I may have heard the term, but really not until two years ago did I understand it was a organizational thing related to all the analysts across different formats with multiple leagues. And I got to go to New York City in March. It was awesome. I'm in the 12-team head-to-head league, which is a points league, not cats. Uh, Do you play Mm -hmm. head-to-head, Mike? I do, um, and it's funny too because I still get crap for it from all my buddies in my home league. My home league is a twelve uh, is a twelve team head to head cast league, nice. uh, not a points league. Um, That's right. And it's a little old school, but uh, I've had no. that league open for many many years, and uh, I'm a head to head cats guy. It's always always my first love, uh, especially when it comes to fantasy baseball. So, damn right. Thanks for saying it, man. I feel the same way. Damn! Yeah. That is how it's done. My home league is a head-to-head cats on Yahoo 14-team league. But, yeah, head-to-head cats is where I started. I'm always going to play head-to-head cats forever. Same. Forever. Yep. I think a lot of people talk about NFBC, and I think it gets overhyped too much. It does. There's a sector of fantasy baseball people who love it, and they're all in their own world, and they listen to Zach Waxman's podcast and Rick Poundstone, and they all come in their pants about the NFBC. And that's fine. That's cool. But, like, there's so much more beyond that. And I I think it's right. important for me recently, Mike, I've realized this, that I need to not get overly focused on just NFBC stuff because Yahoo is still a very big part of what people do, especially head-to-head. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, I, you know, to your point, though, um, you know, it's, it's good to be involved in, in multiple leagues, different, different scoring and different formats and settings and dynasty and redraft. And, you know, I encourage for those of you guys who aren't um, – and, and gals, 
Um, if you're not playing everybody in different school, yeah, if you're not playing different, you know, formats, different scorings, um, you know, redraft dynasty, explore it a little bit. I'm not saying do all of those all at once if you're new to the game, but um, you get involved in multiple formats, see what you like, see what you don't like. And, uh, you know, experience all that. All that is great with fantasy baseball. So. <laughs> Hell yes. That's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. Flawless victory. Flawless victory. Uh, Chad says in the chat here, I feel you, Govier. Two IL slot league was in first for four and a half weeks. Now Cruz, Munoz, Lewis, May, Woodruff, Urias, all on the IL. It's so bad. I'm starting Kiebert, not a catcher. <gasps> wow, dude, that is... <laughs> oh, you poor bastard. Feel bad for you, Chad. Uh, Jamie says, hey, boys. What's up, Jamie? My main man. Make sure you check out Out of Rhythm Sports. That's Jamie's thing. He's got his own Discord, too. Totally free. Out of Rhythm Sports. It's on YouTube. Check out Jamie. Football season's coming up. They're big on football at Out of Rhythm Sports. Anywho, Tout Wars, I'm three and four. I'm hanging tough. I lost to Ariel Cohen last week, so I got to give it up. Congratulations. Ariel Cohen, you beat me. I lost. You won fair and square, and uh, that's it. I bow before you. All hail Ariel Cohen, a good man. A quality, quality human being. Really good dude, for real. And then Jared Perkins. Jared Perkins does great work in fantasy baseball world, but baseball in general, too. He talks about mental health, major league university. Uh, he works within his own little environment over there in the prospect world, but also talking about his own thing. And I really want people to follow Jared Perkins because I think it's a really good follow. He's not trying to be cheesy or lame or, like, silly about it. He talks to real baseball players like Vinny Pasquantino, Jared Berger, my main man from Chicago on the south side. And he's had great conversations with them on his podcast. So check out Jared Perkins' work, Major League University. Of course, he works in Prospects Live as well, and you can find his stuff through Prospects Live. Jared Perkins, a good man, great American. And I'm going to lock that in, actually. I am going to lock that in. Yeah, there you go. Uh, let's see. Uh, the Patreon is available. Right now, we are currently in the Patreon Wars, Mike. Mike, you have entered fantasy baseball analysis game during the Patreon Wars. There is a Patreon for everybody right now, and everybody yeah. is trying to claw and <laughs> get their piece of the Patreon pie. It's a real challenge. It's not easy, but our starts for three bucks. There you go. It's uh yeah you're 100 percent correct and I belong to a couple of patreons uh, too um, one of them See? being uh, Greg being uh, Greg from um, Reliever Recon so um, yeah shout out to Greg as well um, does great work but, um, yeah it's one of those things too where you know being new to the space is something that I was thinking about getting into as well but again a lot of uh, a, a lot of uh, competition there so and a lot of great minds in that space as well so. Hell yeah, there is. Greg Jewett and Reliever Recon, they become a must-have for reliever analysis. And it's yeah, like five bucks have. a month. It's very reasonable, right? Yep. Yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Jamie says, well, I jumped into a 20-man league. I found it fun. It makes you learn quickly who to add and keep. And there's some gems out there. Yahoo points over ESPN points. Okay, well, there's, yeah. People have different opinions on points leagues as well, based on the scoring. CPS as well. Also, you spelled gems like Jem, the cartoon character from the 80s. I like that. Jam. <laughs> Jam is excitement. Ooh, Jam. The movie Jem, though, like came out 10 years ago. It was total shit. It was terrible. It was a live action. It was horrible. <laughs> it was a disgrace to the 80s character Jem. And I want people to know that. <sighs> okay, so this Patreon's three bucks, Mike. I'm trying to get people to join it. Three bucks. You, you also have a free seven-day trial. You can try it for free for seven days if you go to the Patreon. 
Palazzo Podcast. Two L's, two Z's, free seven-day trial going on right now on the lowest tier, which is rookie. We got rookie, veteran, Hall of Famer, diehard. Three bucks to start, free trial for seven days. If you don't have three bucks, I get it. Sometimes you don't have three bucks. It's okay. But I did a secret stash article this week. Give about 20 names to stash for fantasy baseball purposes. Also, I got a big rollout coming out here to start June, Mike. I'm going to be doing much, much more related, not just to baseball, but football rollouts coming. We got college football. Nice. We got NFL. Are you a fantasy football guy? Oh, man, through and through. Um, it's actually really funny you mentioned that because I love both fantasy baseball and fantasy uh, football, and those are mainly the two sports that I play. But, um, you know, it's funny because – I was mentioning to somebody the other day, I love fantasy baseball. When it's baseball season, it's baseball season. So I don't dive a whole lot into football stuff. But as soon as baseball season is over, I leave baseball, kind of lock that away, and then get into the football. So I like the break in between the two. And people have asked me, you know, hey, do you play football? If so, should I keep so-and-so? Or what are your thoughts on so-and-so rookie? And I'm like, I'm not looking at anything until baseball season's over. So um, kudos to those who can do both at the same time. But uh, I love fantasy football through and through. But football's going to start before baseball ends. So how do you fit that I in? I know. I know. It's one of those things where we draft. Um, I play in a couple, two leagues, um, and both of them are right before the season starts. So um, it's a scramble. Um, I will probably get into um, some of my, you know, my work in terms of who I'm drafting, who I like, don't like, probably in the August time frame. So, okay. but right now I'm saying, you know, especially during, you know, the months of May and June and July, I'm uh, on baseball. So. Die hard. I like that. He's locked in, yep. folks. No one's going to break him oh, yeah. off. You're not breaking no. Mike. Nope, nope, nope. Ch- Chad says, I couldn't stand gem of the Scooby-Doo clones. Give me Jabberjaw all day long. I don't know what the hell you're talking about, even, Chad. You got me, Jab- <laughs> I don't know. Um, where are we? What happened? Uh, let me finish this business. So the Patreon's three bucks. Check it out. Groove with Govier, FTNFantasy.com. Check that out. Totally free, guys. Every Tuesday, Fantasy Baseball Roundup. This week, I talked about a bunch of different people. And I can show you that real quick because it's free. It's not a secret. I'm not giving away FTN secrets by sharing this. Look, this week, these are my screenshots. Every week at the bottom of the article, I do screenshots. And they're just a bunch of different players. Luis Urias coming back for the Brewers. Michael Brantley got a bogus shoulder. What a shocker. Bobby Miller's debut. Tyler Glasnow's debuting this weekend. On and on and on. Even... Pointless trades like Jonathan Davis being traded from the, my Bozo Tigers to the Marlins. What'd you think of that trade, Mike? What a big deal that was, huh? Hey, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he hit a home run yesterday, no? Oh, did he really? Shit. Yeah. Okay. Well, he's yep. making me look worse. Go <laughs> well, Tigers. Okay, well, yeah. Jonathan Davis won't be missed, but uh, either way, I covered that and more all here. FTN Fantasy. I got stuff about uh, who's hitting home runs. Jose Caballero. little Lionel Richie reference related to who are the Mariners looking for? Is it Jose Caballero? Is it Colton Wong missing in action? Or is it Dylan Moore who's returning for the Mariners? Check all that out, ftnfantasy.com. Free, 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 free. And then the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. So, uh, do you know what? We have our own league, Mike. It's the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. It's hosted on NFBC and it's a draft and nice. hold. Have you played any draft and holds? I have not. You know, that was a new experience for me on NFBC because they do the 50-round draft champions, which is yep. also the original name of Zach Waxman's podcast. Uh, shout out to Zach, by the way. But it's just a 50-round draft, do or die, and that's it. You don't get to make any additions. You're stuck with those 50 players all year. Interesting. I like that. It's a lot easier that? if you're playing a lot of I mean, it's one of, 
Right, exactly. And it's a little bit, probably a little bit easier to manage too, I guess. But at the same time too, the guys, so it's my understanding that the guys that don't get drafted, you can't, you can't pick them up. That's it. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting. No trades, no fab, no nothing. You just set your lineups uh, twice a week and that's it. You're stuck with those players. Okay. So, wow. Nobody has an so You're really going to dig deep. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing because there's guys who get called up like a Mason Miller got called up. And I didn't hear a right. lot of talk about Mason Miller in the preseason. I just didn't. And I was paying attention. So yeah. guys like that can make a big and, difference on a 50-round draft and hold like that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, but like like I said earlier, uh, something that I'd be interested in doing, something is different. And uh, who knows, maybe I'll enjoy it. I think you, uh, you should definitely try one next year. I think they have $50 ones, too. They're just 50 bucks. Nice. Those are the NFBC 50s. And you can get it into it, try it out, and it gives you kind of a feel so you can get your feet wet. It's a great way to do it on NFBC.com. But as far as our Palazzo Podcast Invitational, we have six leagues of those. So there's 15 team leagues, 50-round drafting holds, and then we have an overall championship. And we've done this. This is our third year doing the Palazzo Podcast Invitational. And last year, it was won by a guy named Zach Nelson, who is uh, – He's doing well again, and he happens to be in my league. I'm in the League of Death in the Palazzo Podcast Invitational, so unfortunately, I'm kind of kind of stuck there. There's not much I can do about that. It sucks. But um, overall, the guy who's in first place for the Palazzo Podcast Invitational for the overall encompassing all six leagues is a guy named John Wilder. I'm not familiar with John Wilder. Mike, you ever heard of John Wilder? No. Neither of I don't even Yeah. I mean, we had a lot of people sign up. We had 90 people in this thing this year, so that's cool. And these are the current standings. You can see it live here for those on the live stream. First place, John Wilder. Second place, Sean Flannery. Ray Diaz, who I know is a guy I played with in a main event last year, so I know him a little bit. And then the reigning overall champion is in fourth place. Man, Zachary Nelson, this guy's incredible. He's a hell of a player. He's going for back-to-back overall titles. That's not easy to do. No, and let alone in uh, you know a twelve-team league. So uh, having it in this, that's that's uh, pretty impressive. Yeah, fifteen-team league. It gets even deeper. It gets even more intense. We've also got my main man Russell Withers. Shout out to him. He's in fifth place overall. Follow Russell ArmchairRoto.com. Great website. Guy knows what he's doing. And then our, my local guy from Detroit, Ben, is in sixth place. And then Justin Mason is seventh. So very exciting. Very exciting. And there the Plus Podcast Invitational it continues to be a very intense competition. And next year, Mike, in fact, next year, it's only 50 bucks, And you can play in that I'm next in. year and get your feet wet. I'm in. Sign you me up. It. You heard it, folks. We got them. Lock, Lock it in. in. Lock it in. Oh, yeah. All right. That makes me happy. That's something to live for. All right. There you go. That's enough of that stuff. I already talked about the YouTube channel. Zach Nelson is very good at baseball. Congratulations, Zach. Way to go. All right. Well, let's get into what we usually call here. Even with Deary no longer with us, he moved on. Rest in power. Love you, buddy. Leading off. <sighs> okay. Well, uh, Mike, in leading off, we always like to talk about the catch of the day. Good. Our first catch of the day. For me today, I thought I would bring up Bryce Miller. And I bring up Bryce Miller because he's been really, really, really good. Really good. Understatement. Yeah. And I say this because he's been doing stuff that, like, no rookie pitcher's done in over 100 years with his beginning of his season here. I still feel 
that by August, Bryce Miller will flame out. I really do. But right now, he's given production to teams, and that's bumping them up in the standings. Bryce Miller, how do you feel about him? What's your rest of season outlook on Bryce Miller of the Mariners? Well, I, 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 first off, I agree with you. He's been incredible since he's been called up. But I do want to put, point, point out a couple of things uh, with him, noting that, let's see, he's made five starts now, um, and two of them against Oakland, one of them against Detroit. I'm not taking anything. I'm not, not taking anything. <laughs> I'm not taking a shot at your Tigers. Uh, and I'm, <gasps> How dare these, you? Right. Yeah, these teams for me. But to the, cab, and then the other side of that, he's, he's no faced Houston and then Atlanta. So – um, and in the start against Atlanta, he gave up three, three runs start against Houston. He gave up none. So, um, you know, I'm, uh, it, it's hard, it's hard for me to have a rest of season outlook on a guy, uh, like these, a lot of these rookies that have come up because I, I have any, any concerns, right. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did they let these guys go? You know, Seattle, I, I imagine is going to be in contention for a playoff spot. So, you know, uh, one, how long did they let him go? Are they going to cap his innings and maybe not make his starts as long? Um, but for right now, I'm riding this train. And, um, you know, I, unfortunately, I have one of the guys I wish I had more shares of. Um, and, you know, is, he's he's shown us enough now where it's not to, that's not to say in, in, even his underlying metrics also look good. Um that he can keep this up, but I don't think that uh, it's going to be something we're going to be talking about him in July, August, September. Uh, I really don't um, to the point where he, the production that he's at currently right now. Um, but I still think he's valuable um, in a lot of leagues. So um, I just have concerns with how many innings he's going to pitch throughout the year. I hate to be the buzzkill. I know a lot of guys <laughs> like, like him, but I mean, that's, you know, I'm interested to hear your thoughts as well, um, and I'm not, you know, do you think he's going to be pitching six, seven, eight games later, late in the season? Well, I would say it seems unlikely, but, you know, crazier things have happened. The Mariners are a desperate playoff team, too. They could push Miller more than they hope to because they start to feel the pinch. Scott Service, the manager, Jerry DePoto, the GM, they're like, boy, we really, we really got to turn this thing up. We got to make the playoffs. People are expecting more from us. We need to show growth, and Sometimes a player could be sacrificed to the altar of that to their detriment, but yeah. they could still get some volume out of Bryce Miller. You look, you, I'm really glad you mentioned the game log. I'm showing the game log here on the live stream, which you guys can watch on YouTube anytime, even when we're not live. And his last start against Oakland, which is the second time he's faced him, as you said. He's also faced Atlanta and Houston. And, you know, each start has just been really, really solid. And Every one of these starts, he's gone at least six innings. That's the big thing that stands out to me in comparison to uh, a newcomer like Bobby Miller, another Miller of the three Millers. I've mentioned all three Millers, by the way, Mason, Bryce, and Bobby. Yeah, so all the Millers have been mentioned, so we can close that part of the show now. Genius, genius, but, uh, yeah, genius. I'm a little concerned, but I got to say, the fact that he can give you quality starts by going six innings frequently is a big plus, and it does give me some hope that maybe – Maybe I'm being a little bit too harsh on the season-long prospects of Bryce Miller. Well, you know, the other thing, too, that I just thought about, and, you know, losing Robbie Ray is a big hole in their, in their uh, rotation. Huge. But how good, how good is that rotation for Seattle between George Kirby, Logan Gilbert, Luis Castillo, now uh, Bryce Miller? I mean, it, it, it's really fun to watch. And, I, and, and that's even with Julio Rodriguez not necessarily, you know, uh, getting off to necessarily a hot start to the season as well. So um, I know they had Jared Kellen to come up. Teoscar Hernandez, Hernandez is not hidden. 
um, you know, uh, great either. But imagine when these guys get going and then Munoz comes back to his football that closer's role with, you know, um, uh, Seawald. I mean, it's, it's going to be a, a fun team to watch later on in the season. Jamie says, we have the four corners of Millers. That's right. We've done it. It's done. We did it. <laughs> Woohoo! I will say he pitched 132 innings in the minors last year. That's a big, it's a big number. And that really yep. gives you, if he can keep up, you know, the level he's performing to, it kind of removes the question of will he be able to last? Because it looks like he could last because he pitched 132 innings last year. The only question will yep. be, can he pitch as good as he's been, Mike? Yeah, yeah. And Marines to be seen. I wish, uh, uh, you know, <laughs> minors, minors are going to be a little bit different than majors, so. Yeah, don't need a sound money says don't need a credit card to ride Bryce Miller. I like that. That's a quality Steve Miller reference. Chad says if Miller is performing, he should be safe for 175 to 200. What? Holy Ugh. shit, Chad. That's classic Chad. If you get to know Chad is a uh, he comes by Damn! and he drops gems like this because that's what Chad does. He calls his shots. He's not afraid to go big. Uh, I'd be surprised if he got anywhere near 200. Uh, that's just me. Um, but I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> that's just me. Baseball, so. yeah. A little Mike. Two Mikes <laughs> talking. Anthony says, thanks for the invite. Dude, I thought I sent you the invite. What the hell, dude? My bad. Sorry about that. Uh, Chad said, speaking of fantasy football, I had a fantasy first today. A player I drafted in an ongoing draft got injured and is now out for the year. Never had it happen before getting out of the draft before. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, did someone get hurt? I, I don't know what you're talking about. Player names would have helped there, Chad. Would have helped me out a little bit. Yeah, uh, I'm not familiar with anybody getting hurt. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to pay attention, but I've done like five shows today too, so I've been out of loop. Chad says uh, he has been, but it's two games against a double-A team, a game against a triple-A team, and a game versus a, a gutted, slumping Strohs, and one game versus the streaky Braves. You're really describing all of those descriptors, Chad, to make it sound like Bryce Miller's gotten really lucky. I don't think that's fair. Yeah, I don't either. Um and, you know, again, they, regardless if they're slumps or not, the Astros and the Braves have some of the most talented hitters in baseball uh, from top to bottom. So um, I agree with that. Galgamesh says, hey, what's up, Steve? Did you say Jerry DePoto or Derry Geppetto? Two Ps, two Ts. Utah, give me two. I guess that plays. Thanks, Steve. Well said. Uh, Raekwon McMillan tore his Achilles. Oh, shit. Well, there goes uh. the season. All right, um, uh, Return of the Mac. You know, I used to be able to play this on here, but I, I YouTube gets so angry these days, you just can't trust it. Have you heard about – Mike, are you aware of this? Am I aware of uh, Return of the Mac? Uh, well, yeah, let's start there. Absolutely. That's my jam. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, let's – We're going to be vibing here if you get that on. Little Mark Morrison for you all here on a Thursday night going in more day weekend. Time is 9.33. Temperature's about 83 degrees. Could be a beautiful night here. I hope you all are having a great time. Frank the Morrison, enjoy yourselves. And turn it up. Uh. All right. So, but YouTube's going to kick us off, so I got to turn the music off. That sucks. Boo, YouTube. We're just trying to celebrate Mark Morrison. Anyways, uh, some guys on the mend. One of them I wanted to mention because it has to do with Bobby Miller, and that is Mr. Grove. Grove. I don't like the name. Uh, They got a guy. They got Bush. They got Grove. They got Miller. 
They got a what's that other guy's name? Oh, Sounds like a bunch of beer names. It does sound like a bunch of beer names. Galgamesh says, remember when we used to go out drinking and you tell every stranger we talked to that your name was Miller? <laughs> yes. Is that's that true? true? That is very. Yeah, that's funny, Steve. I'm so glad you brought that up because in the era of the three Millers this year in Major League Baseball, uh, I used to do karaoke and I would say, you got to give a name. And I would say my name was Miller. And I don't really know why I ever did that, but I absolutely did that a lot. <laughs> Steve knows me well. He's an old friend. Good call, Steve. Great. That's a great reminder. I can't believe I forgot about that. Yeah. Miller, you're up next to the stage. At any rate, uh, Mr. Grove had a decent outing in his rehab for the Dodgers at AAA OKC. How do we feel about uh, Grove returning into this rotation, maybe bumping out Gavin Stone? Yeah, I mean, well, well, I'll ask you this, and I hate answering questions with questions, but if Bobby Miller pitches well on Monday, does he stay in the rotation? Yeah, I think he does. Yeah, so, I mean, and Gavin Stone pretty much is fighting for his life. I think he pitches Sunday, Um, and if he has a bad start there, I think we can pretty much send him back down to AAA. So, um, I know his his first couple of starts, really, his entire year this year in the majors has not been very good, but, um, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's hard to say with a lot of these rookies, too. I mean, we get so amped up over, you know, even Bobby Miller, for instance, you know, c- came in, pitched well against Atlanta. I did not uh, start him. I did have a couple shares of him. I did not start him because I was afraid of that lineup, and I regret it. But, um, wow, know, I'm glad dude. I, glad I got him. But um, in terms of uh, Stone, yeah, we'll see. Um, you know, I, 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 I will say this. Is there a way that we can fit in? Julio Urias, Stone, and Bobby Miller. No, I don't in that, think there in is. that in that rotation. So no. who who gets who gets out of that? You think Thor kind of gets out of out of that rotation? They maybe they send him to the bullpen. Maybe they. I think Thor's trash. I think Thor is absolute so trash, I. man. I, I just have no interest in him whatsoever. He's a bullshit arm because he just doesn't yep. have what he had once upon a time. But the Dodgers think they can fix anybody. Well, and that's the thing too is like it's not, I, it's not necessarily for me that I don't believe in the players. I don't believe in Dave Roberts or the Dodgers to do the right thing. What um, and throw their most that's not very nice. Yeah, yeah well, uh, if the shoe fits, wear it. Um, you know, and <laughs> what I mean, what I mean by that is too is like how how off how long are we going to wa- watch Noah Syndergaard, like you said, throw these innings and have these talented guys waiting in the wings? So. Um, I, I personally, at this point in his career, I think he's better out of the bullpen. So, Trash. Garbage. Yeah. Uh, I think you're looking at a, Miller's the top dog. Stone was close to him. He can make himself more uh, useful by having a better start. Syndergaard maybe finally gets dismissed. But I do think that Grove's going to come back in here because he pitched well in his last rehab start, and he could switch in for one of these guys quickly too. And I think they'll just sure. keep saying, hey, who wants it? Who can do it? Urias, I mean, the hammy issue, I don't know how long it'll be before Julio gets back. It won't be too long, but we know Dustin May's out for a while. He's 60-day IL, yep. and we know that Pepio's not going to be back till about the All-Star break. So there's an opportunity yep. there. And also, as the chat is mentioning, for Mr. Sheehan, who I think is, that's Chad's guy. Yeah, Chad says, I still think we see Emmett Sheehan by July. Emmett Sheehan's at double-A right now. He's pitching well, but he's at double-A. That'd be a big leap. We'll see. Well. I mean, you think about it too. 
guy like Michael Harris last year, the Braves, he jumped from double A to the majors. Yuri Perez, Yuri Perez this year jumped from the double A to the Marlins and he's looked good. So, I mean, he did, you know, he went to Coors and it wasn't ideal. Coors. But even, you know, even Sandy Alcantara got a win at Coors the other day. That was Coors. That was incredible. I couldn't believe it. Mind blown. But Emmett Sheehan, Emmett Sheehan, Mike at triple A or double A. (laughs) 38 innings at double A this year. 1.66 ERA. But, 3.26 3.26 FIP, just saying, just saying, really good K's to walk situation here. He struck out 67 batters in 38 mm. innings, 67. That's, that's good with only 16 walks. That's 67 to 16 and 38. That's a bit high overall for, you know, 38 innings pitch to have 16 walks, but the 67 K's really helped that out. Yeah. You think we've seen him at some point this season? Well, I trust Chad. You know, he's been talking about Sheehan for a little bit. Chad makes crazy calls and they don't work out, but he also knows a lot about prospects. So if he keeps pitching like that, I mean, Evan Sheehan, yeah, he's got a real, real spot here. He's also 23 years old. He's at double A. He's 23. So he's not like he's 19 or 20 years old like Yuri Perez was. Right. That's interesting. Very interesting. Uh, what is everybody saying here? Jump in the live chat if you want to. Of course, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z. Utah. Anytime, anywhere. Give me two. Email the show. Like I said, Palazzo Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, we haven't read emails on the show in a really, really, really long time, but it would be nice to get back into the habit of that. I just often don't check the email of the show because I got too many different places to, uh, <laughs> to look at, I guess. I'm all over the place. But either way, email show, Palazzo Podcast at gmail.com. Jamie says, we had a disagreement this Tuesday on our cup take. Oh, I assume, is this football, Cooper Cup? Yeah, this is football. Okay, no, no more football for now. Everyone go to bed with the football. Get back to basics. (laughs) Don't let me down. We're talking baseball here. You have failed. Okay, so other guys, uh, is there anybody else coming back here on the men soon that you'd like to mention that people should be taking a look at? Yeah, um, if you don't, if he's not owned, he should be uh, Royce Lewis from the Minnesota Twins. So um, he's he's eligible. He's eligible to come off the IL on the 29th um, and the Twins desperately need his bat, Um, especially with Carlos Correa, who's dealing with plantar fasciitis and also has not been very good this season. Um, he it will be a welcomed uh, bat in that lineup. So, And even when Craig does come back, I think Royce is going to play third. I don't see him in the outfield. I know Kyle Farmer's been playing pretty well, but I don't think he's keeping him uh, Royce Lewis from a job. So, yep. um, And he's been playing well in the minors So um, in his rehab stint. So if he's not rostered and you need help at shortstop, uh, Royce Lewis is somebody I'd be pouncing on immediately. Genius, genius, genius. That's a great call. I love Royce Lewis. I love him so much, and I've got no shares this year. I had all the shares last year, but I do admit I was a little burned. Felt a little hurt by the injuries. The knees, he just has a lot of bad luck, Mike. He does. I'm not saying it's going to happen again. I do think he's a very, very good hitter and player. I wonder how much he'll steal. Can he run well still? That's a minor question I also have. The Twins don't run. The Twins do not run. They're last in baseball. Yep, and he's. It's worth noting that he did steal, I believe, his third base last night. So, um, which is uh, surprising to see. I think that's in seven or eight games uh, last I checked. Can't do but, it. Um, who knows if they let him run in, up up in the uh, up in the majors? But uh, it's clear they need his bat, and uh, I'm excited to see him uh, uh, up there. So, I did say on Rotowire today with Jeff Erickson. Shout out again to Jeff. Shout out. 
that if I had my druthers, I'd rather have Matt McLean over Royce Lewis. And it's not close for me, actually. Really? I may ask why. Well, first off, I think McLean can be in the lineup regularly. He's in the two hole in that lineup and he plays his home games. At Great American Ballpark. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. See, you beat me to it. Good call. Nailed it. That's that's all I care about. I'm I'm a sucker for Reds hitters. I believe that Great American Ballpark is now the perennial offensive environment in Major League Baseball. Forget Coors. Coors is great, but it's not what it's always been. It's a little different now. It's still Coors. It can be Coors. But yeah. I just I just think it's a safer bet as well because Bryce Lewis has a lot of uncertainty with him. I know we're going to have Correa here with the plantar fasciitis, and how long will he be out? But even still, the Twins have a lot of moving parts, and McLean is a part of the Reds' future. That is for sure. And he's been hitting really well the past couple of games too. Um, yeah. you know, and it looks like, I mean, his approach at the plate has been look, looks really, really good. So um, I'm excited for him too. That's actually a really good call. And uh, now that you mentioned that, um, plus not to mention with all the guys that they got coming up between, you know, Christian Encarnacion strand and Ellie De La Cruz, uh, who's my favorite prospect in the minors right now. I think both those guys will be up and it's going to add to that lineup, which is obviously going to make him even better. So the Reds actually got a pretty exciting farm system. So in Abbott really? down, down there pitching. So, yeah. So between all those guys, I mean, that's a, you know, McLean, Ellie De La Cruz, Christian Encarnacion, Strand, Abbott. I mean, they got a lot, a lot of young guys playing well down in the minors. So we're gonna get all in which your face the- and point out your faults. <laughs> which, by the way, did you see the Louisville Bats troll everybody the other day with Ellie De La Cruz? Yep. Yeah. Oh, it was it all over our me. Discord. Broke my heart. I, I broke wrote, my heart. I put it in our Discord. I was like, this is bullshit. I think, but uh, someone's trying to mess with us and say that Ellie's coming up. But it was, it was yeah. a troll. You're right. Yeah, it was. I don't. I guess somebody forgot to pay the troll toll. Troll toll. <laughs> Gotta pay those troll Broke tolls. You want to keep those? No, oh, that's painful. I mean, we all want to see Ellie, yeah. don't we? Oh yeah, he did another home run today. By the way, uh, it was actually a really funny tweet. I can't remember who tweeted it out. Um, he hit one so far that the left fielder didn't even move, and the tweet was Ellie <laughs> um, uh, De La Cruz leads the league in uh, home, uh, home runs where the fielders uh, outfielders don't move. So, uh, which was fun. All right. And that's how, that's how good this kid is. So uh, I'm really, really excited for him too. Um, but back to your point with um, McLean, um, I actually like that call a lot, actually. Um, I think they're very similar players uh, to, to a certain extent, but I like his situation a lot better than Royce. Um, but if you missed out on McLean or you don't have him, Royce Lewis is available. You can stash him for right now for free on your IL spot. See how things you know, maybe pan out. Um, see what happens there. But um I think he's definitely too good to leave out on the waiver waiver wire. Because I want to fit in. Oh, yeah, you do. Matt McLean is the way. I'll give you this. I'll take it up a notch. Matt McLean McLean has a better 2023 than Ellie De La Cruz does. I'm locking that in. Lock it in. This year for redraft. I'm not talking about minor league stats. I'm talking sure. about major league no, no. stats. He has the advantage, yep. of course, because he's already up. I get that, but right. I'm still good. I'm good on it. I am. I really believe I spent a lot of money on Matt McLean. I don't spend a lot of money on individual players in fab that often, Mike. And I did on Matt McLean. I think he's just a power speed guy at the top of a lineup at a great ballpark. He's a good player. It's just a win-win all the way around. Two questions for you. How much did you get him for? And two, when do you see Ellie up? 152 was the most I spent. That was in my main event. 152 okay. out of a $1,000 budget. And I think Ellie comes up uh, probably within a month. Unless, I mean, they they obviously thought McLean was more ready to go. 
The question yeah. is, do they want to hold Ellie for next year and they keep him down at AAA all season? I just don't see that. I think Ellie will be up yeah. no later than July. Gotcha. Yeah, I agree with you. I think um, it's actually funny. Somebody one of the uh, somebody has a blog for the Reds and wrote that um, throughout his history with the minors, he's progressed or been promoted after every 200 at-bats. And he's approaching that around June 2nd. So I wonder if they call him up after his 200 at-bat um, next week or even the week after. So um, who knows? But where do you play him if when he comes up as a question? Well, I think it's possible that uh, McLean could move to the outfield. I mean, these are very athletic players. Now, uh, that's... Yeah. That's a lot of hearsay, too, but it could be another infielder who moves to the outfield as well. If you look at the Reds' current situation, uh, by the way, Galgamesh, Galgamesh, my buddy Steve, who's been in the chat here already, he's a huge Reds fan, so he knows all about this stuff. He should tell us, Steve, when do you think Ellie De La Cruz will make his debut? But you look at the infield, you got Spencer Steer, who I love. I'm a big Spencer Steer guy. Good but, game yesterday. But I think, yeah. Oh, he's so good. I've, I had... I should have got more shares. I love Spencer Steer coming into this year, but I, I half-assed it a little bit. I only got him on, like, five teams. I should have him on, like, 15 teams. But, hey, that's life, Mike. That's what happens, you know? Yep. What can I tell you? Yep. You know, it looked simple to me. but This is an open and shut case. I thought it was. But I like to diversify, and I panicked a little bit. I admit that. But I think what you see yeah. end up happening with the Reds, Ellie gets called up. Nick Senzel goes back to the outfield. He's the one who goes out. That's oh, yeah. what happens. So Matt McClain sure. and Ellie De La Cruz stay in the infield. Someone else brought up, I can't remember, I want to say it was somebody on this, on CBS uh, brought up that maybe they try to deal Jonathan India at the deadline. Um, oh! And maybe McLean moves over to second and Ellie no. plays short or vice versa. I, I don't think he's going anywhere. But Hell um, no. It was just it was just an interesting take, um, I, which I didn't think about. But you never know. Maybe they get a good haul for him. You know, maybe teams are calling, need him. Somebody like Seattle, maybe. It's uh, fun. Calls and asks for Jonathan. And yeah, it is. I don't think it'll happen though. No, India. I love India. Yeah. I, India was one of my most drafted players this year. I loved India this year. He's a talent. He's yeah. still a young guy who's part of this core. He is a part of their yep. future. Jamie says, "Man, right. I hope Ellie comes up soon. I've been holding him since I drafted." Someone on CBS mentioned he should be up soon. Yeah, well, somebody could say anything. We just said whatever we wanted. We're all saying whatever exactly. comes out of our mouth. Uh, MJ says, Cruz at third, 6'6". Six, six, can't stay at shortstop forever, in my opinion. Well, O'Neal Cruz is 6'7". He can play shortstop for now, but you're right. There, you know, There's a natural progression. Maybe a Manny Machado-type move here from short to third. I could see that. Corey, Se- Corey Seager's pretty tall, too, isn't he? Yeah, I think he's – is he 6'4"? He's tall shortstop. Yeah, he's not 6'6", like six, six, though, he's- right? No, 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 no. I don't think yeah. so. He's pretty tall. Pretty tall for a shortstop, though. He's pretty fly for a white guy, too. There you go. Uh, he is twenty nine years old, and he is six foot four. I want to go back in the chat here because Jamie mentioned a player, and I want to get it on the record. I don't want to skip your guys' comments here in the live chat. It means a lot to me. Anthony said I had three dollars before Shane McClain bets beat me. Oh, I screwed him yesterday. The betting model said Shane McClain a hand would be uh, terrible. And he was not. Uh, so I blame the betting model, God, not so me. Good. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. I, I just do what the betting model said. I don't. I don't control these. There things. you go. Yep. I'm just. I'm just a robot over there. Uh, G- Jamie says, "Are we stuck with holding Grayson Rodriguez all season, or is he droppable?" If you know, Steve, I don't know if you've seen the new City Connect uh, jerseys for the for the. I O's. did. Um, I love them. Just got just got this hat in yesterday. Um, I'll let you I'll let you start, Michael. I don't know what, what's your take on Grayson. Well, I love the O's. I, you know, I lived in Maryland for a couple of years. Got to go to Camden Yard several times. 
I love living in Baltimore. I got a Baltimore shirt. Oh, actually, I do. I got a nice Baltimore polo with the black and orange trim. Nice. Uh, and it was really cheap then because this was in 2018. So, uh, <laughs> but I did not draft Grayson Rodriguez anywhere. Not at all. Neither did I. I, I don't Neither have a I. single, I don't have one share of him because I was a little concerned about when he would get called up. And even then, if he was ready, and I, I actually thought he'd be a little bit better than he's been. But for me, maybe, maybe, even though I don't have any shares, it's time to maybe buy low on Grayson, maybe. Maybe. Yeah, and it's 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 funny you mention that too. I also don't have any shares for those it's for that exact reason. It's you know, and the O's are awful with, you know, uh, manipulation and you know the Angelos and I'm, we won't get into that whole part yeah, of it, but, but um they're they're more of a playoff yeah, threat they now, are. so things are changing yeah. a little bit. The thing with Grayson too is I, I think he's too talented to drop. Um, so, you know, and it really depends on who is left on your, on your wire, really, um, and who you're dropping him for, um, you know, Grayson Rodriguez for a while has been the number one pitching prospect in baseball for a while now. And he's obviously going through some, some tough times here with, with you know, um, leaving the ball over the plate, keeping the ball in the ballpark, you know, um, but like I said, he's too talented to just drop. So if you can trade him and get something for him, great. Uh, but it also depends on who's available on your wire and who you're dropping him for. So. He's showing flashes, and then he's getting absolutely blitzed. I mean, look at the game log here on the live stream. Two earned runs in his last outing against Toronto on the road. That's solid. Eight earned runs when he got demolished by the Angels. Angels, yeah. Yeah, that was the the same game that Shohei started as a pitcher as well. That was a weird game. There was a lot of runs in that game. But, I don't know. I mean, he's showing flashes, but this is what you do. You're you're a young pitcher. You're incredible, but at the same time, you're trying to figure it all out. I just well, rather thing too, have to rather not be involved with him. Yeah, I'm 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 with that. Like I said, this just really depends on who you're dropping him for, and that's kind of where I'm at. I would have a tough time dropping him for somebody who really doesn't have a, you know, maybe if you're looking for somebody who has just a, a rock solid floor, maybe you know I get it because you can't keep rolling him out there if he's given up seven earned runs. But I don't know if you looked at at Grayson Rodriguez's uh, stat cast numbers, but uh, it is ice blue. So. Um, yeah. also not very, um, uh, encouraging either. So, and that pains me to say that being as I was so excited for Grayson, I actually think I came on your pod earlier in the, uh, earlier in the year, Michael, and I'm, um, the opening day show. People, yeah. A lot of people ask me, you know, and, and after that and said, are, you know, is, is Grayson Rodriguez your favorite, you know, up and coming? Oh, and he actually wasn't. Um, and a lot of people were shocked by that. So, um, I, I was a big Gunnar Henderson guy and admittedly he's not doing well himself. So, um, but yeah, um, I'm. I'm hoping he's turning. I hope he turns it around soon because the O's need him, uh, especially to take over that ace role. Because if we're making the playoffs, we need him to to be that guy. So that's right. Yeah. MJ says Grayson going to be inconsistent. Will pull a Gaussman and take off after he has moved. Takes most pitchers several years to figure it out. MJ, you look like you're new to the show. First off, welcome. Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube. Join the Discord for free. It's all in the description there for you. Real easy. Chad says, I was so out on Grayson coming in. He was just not good in spring. And then the minors to start, but the price is down low enough. It's a hard buy, especially in Dynasty. That is a different story, and I would agree with that, Chad. I would. I would agree with that as well. See? And Chad also says... Mr. Cano is the father I never had, the master reliever. Yenye Cano has been incredible this year. 
I play in a uh, saves only league in my home league, and <laughs> I have both. I I play. Uh, I have Cano and Bautista uh, because uh, Bautista. Yeah, he's lighting up my uh, my my ratios. Uh, when I say lighten up, I mean actually lowering. But you know what I mean. That's how uh, Buck Martinez used to say it on the Toronto Blue Jays broadcast when Jose Batista was in his prime. Bautista. <laughs> Bautista. Uh, okay. Oh, I also wanted to play this in uh, response to Grayson Rodriguez. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. There you go. Yeah. Oh, wait. There's more. We couldn't do diddly poo <laughs> offensively. We couldn't make a first down. We couldn't run the ball. We didn't try to run the ball. We couldn't complete a pass. We sucked. There you go. We sucked. Okay, that sums in... up Grayson Rodriguez this year. <laughs> yeah, I think that says it all. All right, let's get into uh, some of the stuff that you brought in here. Mike did a real good trade. Yep. I got to give full credit to Mike here on the notes. He was active and excited, and he brought some great concepts. I want to talk about how our fantasy seasons are going, uh, Some other, all kinds of stuff, buy or sell, a lot of fun stuff. So where do you want to go? You can pick any of this stuff here because, I, God, we've already been on the show here for <laughs> – for 50 minutes time's, yeah. time's flying by so i don't know if we're going to get to all of this but i definitely want to get to some of it so let's go to where you'd like to go to first all right so i want to start with the buy or sell on these three guys um and okay. i'm interested to hear hear your take um so I, you know if you've been on twitter the past couple couple days and after especially after michael kofik's uh last start which was yesterday um he is setting the the, the twitter verse on fire um so i'm interested are you buying this these last couple starts from Michael Kopech, or are you selling? Well, it's real simple, Mike. My team, my team is dead. Those of you teams who are dead, you need to take a trip into the value zone. And Michael Kopech is in the value zone. In fact, he's actually leaving the value zone right now. He's barely there still. It's like last call. And that's a guy that I was really into in the spring. Coming off the knee injury, a lot of people are like, oh, the knee injury. I even drafted him in a mock draft that was put on by NBC Sports Edge in the preseason. And I drafted mm-hmm. him for a dollar. It was an auction draft. And I drafted nice. him for a buck. And I, people are yep. like, oh, he's all yours. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine. And I know that things didn't go well for Kopech to start. But I was looking at the big picture. I just think he's a really talented pitcher. Just had his, He had a lot of obstacles he was hitting to start his career. And that's, you know... When I, when I, I, this reminds me of this song. I haven't played this song in forever, but uh, this is a song I did a long time ago. It reminds me of Michael Kopech. Let's let's listen in for a second. Let's see if we can learn from this. You know, Kenny Loggins style. Ten rounds are done. Time to put my money on the line. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. Here we go. All right, we're taking a ride into the value zone with Michael Kopech. I'm all about it. Give me all the Kopech. I want it all now. Uh, I just sound like a Johnny-come-lately because he's hot now. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Please be prepared to ignore them. These people are not your friends. These messages are intended to make you feel bad or that something is missing from your life. Red alert. Commercials incoming. Prepare to enable the use of your 15-second skip-ahead button. You are in terrible peril. Red alert. Red alert. Commercials incoming. In three, two, one. 
What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Uh, well, I'm going to give you some interesting stats here. And, and, and uh, I know the past two starts that he's come against have been against Cleveland and Kansas City. And if you own any guys on any of those teams, you know that their hitters suck. Um, and so Cleveland, we'll start there. They are dead last in hits as a team, dead last in runs scored. They are 28th with a 225 team average and 28th in OBP in 297. Uh, so that was yesterday after yesterday's start. Kansas City is 23rd in hits, 25th in runs, uh, 229 average, which is 27th, and they are dead last in OBP. So, uh, I'm not necessarily saying that, and and if you watch any both of, both of his starts, his arm was live. His fastball was touching 99, so um, which has been good. He located well. Um, I just that's I don't putting know. him mildly. I mean, <laughs> and he's had some injury concerns over his career too, right? So, I mean, if you look at his game log, I don't know if you're able to pull that up, Michael. Um, is you know some of his his previous starts, I believe, actually against Houston too. I think he had, if I'm not mistaken, I think he walked six guys. But I only think he gave up only a couple hits. Um, so, I mean, I have some control concerns there as well. So, um, to be honest with you, I'm not necessarily buying or selling. I'm still waiting and seeing, and which probably means I won't have many shares of him if he's on the waiver wire in any of my leagues. So, uh, I think you make a mistake there. I really think you want to get in now. I would make the move to get him. What you're seeing is going to be the best part of a season going forth. Yes, I know Cleveland sucks offensively. That's putting it mildly. But... <laughs> He actually hasn't been as bad lately in the recent trends. If you look over the last yeah. 15 days and then Houston, you know, yeah, Houston's whatever, four and two thirds. He gave up two earned runs, but he walked six. It's really just been yeah. the last two starts that are eye popping to people. So is that a fluke? I don't think so because a couple starts before that with Minnesota, look at this game log here. This is on May 2nd. He went six innings, yeah. gave up one earned. He, yeah, he walked five. So the walks mm-hmm. are freaking people out, and that's a question. What if people lay off the stuff more and he doesn't get as many people to commit? What if it's a fluke? I get it, but I think the best part of his season is ahead. I'm pro Kopik. Bye, 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 bye. Michael Kopik or Bobby Miller? Kopik. Kopik. All right. All right. Um, all right. Good deal. Um, moving on, um, the next guy I want to ask you about is uh, who did I have on here? Um, Christopher Morell, and this is a tr- this is a trigger <laughs> button for me here. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people have been talking about him in their podcasts, in their articles, and things like that. And what I've well, actually, let me see that. Let me let me ask you this: What have you seen from the fantasy world in general regarding Christopher Morell? And I'm going to see if this matches here for a second. Who do I think? Oh, say who who is similar to him in the what, fantasy from, world? From, no, from fan, fantasy analysts, what what have a lot of people have been advising on with Christopher Morrell? Oh, are they I've buying? Seen, are they keeping? Are they I've selling? seen mixed reviews. I've seen people say sell now for a top one hundred player. I think Scott True from Hitterlist said that. I mentioned that today on RotoWire. Uh, by the way, uh, MJ said 
Saw you on Rotowire today. Subscribe to the Twitter and the YouTube already. Way to go, MJ. Woo! Round of applause for you. Make sure you get the Discord because that's where you really get the edge. Free, free, free. Really smart people in there, not just me. But I'm seeing mixed opinions. I, I mean, people are praising Morel. It's incredible. Oh, it's amazing. And the Cubs fans are doing what they always yeah. do. I mean, they're they're all wet in their pants. But yeah, I've seen I've seen some people say get out now, and I've seen others say this guy's the real deal. Do you have him in any? You have any shares of him in any of your leagues? I no. don't have a single share. I don't. I don't have so any here's my, morale. Here's my argument with the with the sell high. Is realistically, what player? And I asked this question on Twitter yesterday, and I didn't get a whole lot of response. I think somebody got him for Julio Rodriguez, which absolutely blows my mind. <laughs> um, I would love love to be in that league next year. Um, if yeah. you're listening to this. Um, but at the same time too, you know, what realistically, what you said, a top 100 player, um, realistically, who would you be targeting if you had Morel and who would you be targeting to acquire for him? Exactly. That's, you know, that's a great question. The chat says here in the chat, we did this with Morel last year. I'm going to take you in the Wayback Machine, Govier. When we first met, every show I would ask, what the fuck do I do with Morel? Because he had power and speed, but K to ton. <laughs> that does sound familiar. But I think for me, getting uh, let me let me think here real quick. Let me yeah. think of a player. While you're, while you're doing that, um and I again I get everybody who's saying his K he strikes out a lot. Completely yes. completely understand it. He's actually his K percentage is at thirty seven point five. That's up from thirty two point two last year. Noting that it's a, probably a smaller sample size in terms of the A Bs. Um but at the same time, too, I mean, and no, nobody's saying that he's going to, you know, uh, this this type of production is going to be like this all season long. Um, I don't think it will be. If you do, um, you're, you're going to be sorely mistaken, uh, especially with this K percentage this high. But um, that's what I'm saying. Realistically, and I, I was trying to look at it for myself. Like I have him around in my home league. And a lot of guys were like, I'm not trading you a guy that you picked up off waivers uh, for one of my guys that I drafted, you know, uh, mm-hmm. as a top 100 player. So. And, and I think the smartest thing to do would be is just to hold him and ride the wave. But, you know, if you're able to get somebody like a top 100 player, and I'd be interested to think who, you know, what you think and who you can acquire him for, um, I think you ride the wave and enjoy, enjoy the production, especially given his multi-position uh, eligibility. I would try to get Jonathan India. I would. Ooh. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. Okay. Yeah. If I, if I could get – if I could trade Christopher Morrell for Jonathan India in a heartbeat, yeah. But do you think the person who owns Jonathan India is going to make that trade? Uh, no, I, I don't think they will uh, because, I, yeah. well, most of them, I'd say 75% would not. But yeah. what about a guy like Jorge Soler? He's got 14 dawns Ooh. now. Of course, he had a hot streak here at a good old Coors, which is the gift that keeps him. Coors. But, you know, overall, he's showing a ton of power, which is what he's always done. And I think, yep. I don't think it's that off. I know Morel's super hot, but. I don't think this is that much of a discrepancy there. Two outfielders. No, I don't. I don't think so either. I actually, they're kind of. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Um, he's actually third on my list. Of who I was going to ask you about here um, was Jorge Soler, who, by the way, hit a home run um, uh, late, earlier today. I think that makes three games now for the home run for him. Sure does. Um, I I yeah. picked up. I, I, ah, I tried to draft Soler as much as I could because he was a late cheap power ad all during the draft season, and I kept getting sniped on him a lot because a lot of people were onto the same, you know, uh, kind of, you know, lead that I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's funny too. I don't know. If, I mean, I'm sure you know this too. He's actually crushing left-handed pitching right now, and he got four lefties this week. 
He was on my number one <laughs> ad this number one ad this week. At Coors, um, too. He's been happy. Yeah, and uh, he gets a lefty uh, later this week with the Angels. So, um, and, and if he was available in, in your league, he's an absolute must roster right now if he's somehow still available. Uh, not just for the rest of this week, but rest of the season. We've seen this kind of production from him before. He had 48 home runs in 20, 2019. Their main thing with Jorge Soler is, and granted, he's not going to be a, a great contributor batting average-wise, but the main thing with Soler has been his health um, and the nagging injuries that he's had. I mean, he he only played 72 games last year, so, um, you know, and, and, and still, you know, produced uh, that, from a power perspective. So, um would I do Morel for Jorge Soler? That's a good question. I, I, you know, it would depend on team need as well. I mean, if I needed a second base Always or a shortstop or yeah, or an outfielder, I mean, I'd have to take a look at it. But um, who do I think has the, the 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 more power sustainable throughout the whole season? It's Jorge Soler, but I have health concerns. So, and Soler can strike out one. too. Yeah, it is an interesting yep. one. Uh, by the way, yep. here, oh, yeah, MJ says, yeah, got his fifteenth today. That's right. Yep. That was we talked about that. That's awesome. And uh, what? Oh, I'll get back on that one. Nolan Jones has been called up by the Rockies. Coors. Interesting. That was a player, by the way. He was in my secret stash article exclusively on the Patreon. Nolan Jones, one of the guys I talked go. about, wrote that two days ago. Just, I mean, it's not a huge prediction. He was going to eventually get the call. He's been killing it. Yeah. The Rockies finally did the right thing. So. Okay. Anybody else on this segment? Um, no, but I did want to transition to that a little bit and pivot. Uh, those are my three guys, Kopik, Morel, and Solaire. Um, and then I want to transition to these three guys, and, and I want to change it up just a little bit. Instead of buy, sell, I want your take on worried, not worried. Um, the first guy I'm going to start with is uh, Gunnar Henderson. Um, and this is an easy one, but I'm, I'm interested to hear your take because i got some numbers for you here too. This and is an I, easy Again, one. Baltimore guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of him. I think he's somewhat highly touted prospect. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. There's been some talk about this guy being the man. <laughs> yep. Here he is on our live feed. Look at that page. A lot of blue there. That's bad. Not just on Statcast. It's blue is bad everywhere. It's now universal for bad in fantasy baseball and really baseball statistics overall. But I gotta say, you know, 31% K rate, 16% walk rate. That's really good, man. Yep. That is that. I mean, he's got a 337 OBP, and he's barely hitting 200. That says a lot to me. That is buy. That's a buy signal for me without knowing anything else. If I just went off that information, well, two things. Knowing that information and that he's a super prospect on a really good team, I think that's a buy. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And over his last 10 games, he's hitting over 300 um, and five extra base hits. So. Mm. Um, sounds like he's starting to turn around a little bit, but at the same time too, I'm like Morel. I'm a little worried about his K percentage. The counting stats are not there yet. I think that's why a lot of people are, um, um, uh, selling or jumping ship. Um, and one of the, the reasons why I put him in this segment is because, you know, especially with prospects and I'm interested to hear your take on this. Um, I think a lot of people, when we get the number one prospect in baseball, a lot of people think these guys are going to be, you know, Juan Soto. They're going to be Julio Rodriguez, and then they panic when they're not. And, you know, those guys are, you know, generational type players. Um, it comes every, you know, once every blue moon. I'm not saying it doesn't happen more times than not or, you know, anywhere in between that. But at the same time, too, I think we have really high expectations for these guys coming up and producing right away. Now, I know that Gunner was in, this, in, in the majors last year. 
probably had a little less pressure as well. And pitchers know how to pitch to him now. Um, and also probably dealing with a lot of pressure. But how do you evaluate prospects going into a season, but also during the season? Well, I look at prospects. Uh, how close are they, of course? I mean, because we're talking redraft only, right? Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at how, how close. Uh, where is there a hole? Is there an available spot for that person to be moved into? Or did they have an incredible spring which said, hey, boy, I, I really – might just have to take this guy because he's going to force his way into the lineup because he's so impressive. But other than that, I'm looking for, uh, I think the second thing would be that how they did a double a, did they pass the double a test? I think that's a big one. Hey, you did really well. Double a you're ready to rock. And that, like I said earlier in the show, you can get the jump from double a from there. So those are things I look at. And then in season, in terms of waiting for a prospect to get called up, I'm looking at how they're doing down there, but not so much at the surface stats. We're talking about, uh, especially with pitchers, because PCL, you know, league context is a lot of minor leagues. Oh, yeah. This year, we got the Southern yep. League in the Double A with the tackified ball that's messing all these pitchers up. So you don't look exactly at the surface stats. You look at, um, I guess, I guess walks. Walks would be a key if they if they have high ERAs, but they're keeping the walks down. That's a good sign for a pitcher. And then for hitters, I'm looking at guys who can get on base. I'm kind of like a lot of other people. I've always been that way. I like guys who have high OBPs, uh, who can get on base consistently, so that when the slumps come in, just like Gunnar Henderson, you can mm-hmm. trust in the fact. That, okay, this guy can still get on base when he stings it up for a month, which he stunk it up the whole season for the most part so far, and he's still there. He's still there. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering how long the O's are going to remain patient with him. I mean, I know that, again, we just talked about it over the last 10 games. He's starting to figure it out a little bit. But with guys like Jordan Westberg down in the minors, um, you know, they have obviously have playoff aspirations or one of the best teams in baseball. Um, and I know he's still got a pretty, pretty good OBP. Um, um, and I think they're going to, the leash is extremely long with Gunner. I'd be shocked if, uh, especially over his recent success, uh, he's got an 869 OPS over, over the last 10 games. Um, I'd be I'd be shocked if they sent him down, but um, it would. But he's yeah, finally over the I'm, he's, he's finally over the Mendoza line. So he's hitting two hundred six going into today. I don't know what he's doing right now, but um, Mendoza. He's a buy. He, yeah, <laughs> he's a buy for me, um, and we'll we'll see. And obviously, depending on what format you play in, uh, he qualifies at third base and shortstop too, which is great. Mike, look at this. Clarify for Jamie: K to walk is a stat in one of his baseball fantasy leagues. What does that mean? Uh, as far as I can tell, it's just a ratio. It's the K's to walks, I believe. Yeah, it is. That is correct. So like when we yep, talked about, all... uh, what's his face earlier? The guy who had 67 strikeouts and uh, 37 innings, but he had 16 walks. Uh, Sheehan. That's a, Sheehan, yeah, for the Dodgers. That's a nice yeah. number. A 67 to 16 is great. <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. But, but that's all it should be, I would think. Yeah, it's a ratio, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yep. uh, no, Chad says... Uh, He's finally coming back around. I think watching Jordan Westberg and Jackson Holiday outplay him in the minors and all spring and steal the spotlight from Gunnar Henderson messed with him a little bit. Maybe that did motivate him, but I think there was also our buddy, my guy, Benjamin Chase, who's my co-host on the Prospects Power Half Hour here on the Plutzel Podcast, which we did today. Go check that out. Shout out to him. He talked about how Gunnar Henderson's transition to a new position this year might affect his offense in a negative way, and it looks like that very well may have been possible. That is very, very true. And I, I wonder if they maybe Jorge Mateo has not been good <laughs> over the past you know, month. Um, he's having an awful May. Um, and I wonder if they are maybe getting impatient with him. Maybe they move Gunner back to short 
Um, who knows? Um, but th- that is a great point, and um, that certainly could have a, a factor on it. For, uh, honestly, really going into the season, I, you know, obviously I'm not Gunnar Henderson, but you know, a lot of pressure to perform when you're the number one prospect in baseball, um, and to be producing on a team that has playoff aspirations uh, has got to be has got to be difficult. So, so. My buddy MJ here, my new friend, my guy we met on RotoWire today. That's where we hooked up. Great to have you here, MJ. He says it's it's divided. I, so I, I didn't know that. I mean, I know that there's uh, yeah. K to walk uh, ratios. So I just assumed it was a ratio. But he says you divide it, and then you get the final number. So if it's 9 to 3, it's 3. That's the number. There you go. What the hell do I do know? Do you play in any do you play any K K per walk uh category no, leagues? Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. No way. So I I'm just a doofus here doing a show. What do I know about fantasy baseball? Galgamesh says, worried that Gunnar Henderson is too passive, a la Kevin Biggio. Oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Oh, yeah, don't do that. That's my guy Steve. He's a pretty smart guy, so I hope he's wrong. Maybe he's not even saying that's the truth, but maybe. Sound no. Money says, but for pitchers who strike out in miles and walk in hours. Oh. <laughs> okay, thanks. So it sounds like MSPH. I see what you're saying, Sound Money. Thank you. Uh, MJ says, I think they keep Gunner at third because they have Holiday eventually at shortstop soon. And Chad says that Mateo struggling at short has put Mayo back on the menu. There you go. Yeah, he's also been playing really well. They have a lot of guys. Always have a lot of guys down in the minors that are playing really, really well. Um, it's just a question of, yeah, it's a question of when and where they play once they're up. So um, we'll see. All right, who else we got? All right, so the next guy that I want to bring up, and somebody, and I also want this is painful for me to say this because in my home league, and again, this is a 12 team head to head cats, I had the number one overall pick. I want you to guess on who I took at number one, Michael. In your home league, who you took first overall or your first pick? First overall. First, first overall, overall, very first pick. Yep. Redraft. Yep. Trey Turner. And bingo, uh, and it is killing me because I took him over Ronald Acuna, and it was between those two. Um, and Trey Turner, you have failed. Like, yeah, it's been killing me. So um, I'm interested to hear your take. I don't know if you saw the game yesterday, bef- that bat before that he had uh, to tie the game up in the ninth. He swung at two abysmal pitches that were just not anywhere near the strike zone, um, and he he looks absolutely lost. Um, somebody threw him a cookie. I uh, can't remember the pitcher's name from the Diamondbacks, but. Thermal cookie in the ninth, and he had, you know, had hit it out. Um, but yay! Um, are you That's worried positive. about him moving? Yeah, are you worried about him moving forward? Because he's also not really stealing a whole lot of bases yet either. I mean, I know it's still early, but are you worried about him moving forward given his, you know, underlying metrics and just his his plate discipline? He's striking out more than he ever has. So, not worried at all. This is just baseball is a weird ass game, and weird stuff happens, and it just does this to you. It sucks sometimes, especially. I do have Trey Turner shares. I'm, I do. That's yep. not a guy that I was out on. I thought, okay, number yep. one pick. Yeah, I think I could do this. I did it at least once. So I yep. love I love Trey Turner. I would be buying. I, if someone's like, give me Trey Turner, I'll take him right now. I don't care what happens. By the end of the season, they won't be as elite as we were hoping, but you'll still have a nice run the rest of the way. I'm saying June, July, August, rest of the season, he'll be fine. Trey Turner or Bo Bichette, rest of the season? Hmm. That's a good one. You know, I, I I think I go Trey Turner if I want someone who can run because Bo Bichette's not running anymore, and I don't think he is going to run no. anymore. 
No, neither do I. And that's kind of been a bummer too. I have him one uh, in, in a league. I love Bobuchet too, and I'm really surprised that he's not been stealing more bases. But well, um, I think it's still probably lean Trey. So, you know, Bichette's 25 steal season looks to be an outlier because he's not done that. He, he stole 13 the next year. That was last season. Now this year he has two. Mm-hmm. So if he steals 10 this year, it's like okay, well at least we get double digits. But 20 steals for Bichette, unless he goes on a tear suddenly where the Blue Jays start running him more, I, I just don't see yeah. it. You, you look at the. I don't see it either. Yeah, you look at the team totals for steals this season and, you know, where the Blue Jays rank and where the Phillies rank. And by the way, sometimes I actually still think of Trey Turner as a national. It just gets stuck in my head. I know because he's in the same <laughs> yeah. division still. I know we went to the Dodgers yeah. for a minute. It's weird, but it's in my yeah. head. Harper, too. Yeah. Harper, too. Both former nationals. So Yeah, that's true. For oh, some reason, Harper less so, maybe because he's just so damn loud and vocal that it's so obvious to me he's a Philly now. But <laughs> Philly Trey now, Turner's- yeah, that's true. Yeah, but the Phillies have 31 steals. That puts them, like, in the middle of the pack of Major League Baseball as a team. And then the Blue Jays as a team when it comes to steals. They're a team that have actually run a lot more. They have 42 steals. They're in the top 10, but Bichette's not one of those guys. Yeah, interesting. Weird. Yeah. Moving on to, I mean, I want I want to uh, pivot here a little bit. I want to go off the uh, your your give me two segment here, and um, who are two guys that you're targeting for next week or you guys talk. that are uh, give me two. Yeah, there you go. Um, who are two guys that you're looking to acquire either for next week um, or some two start pitchers or anybody that you're you have your eye on? Well, uh, I'm actually looking at Bobby Miller as a two starter next week. He's on my list as well. Oh, he is. And honestly, I didn't even look at that yeah. part. I swear I didn't. I just, I was thinking yeah. about it because Bobby's likely going to go Monday against the Nats, I believe. And then yep. he gets Toronto? Yankees. Yankees. Yankees on the back. Yeah. So, and AL East. Yeah. So yep. I love the Nats. And by the way, these are both home games. So it's a home stretch for the yep. Dodgers. I like Bobby Miller next yep. week. That's, if you give me two, that's one guy I would take a look at. And I always. For those of you that don't know, give me two. You know, that's what we do here. Give me two. That's our staple, two L's, two Z's. We're live. Make sure you follow Mike on Twitter at MKB Fantasy. Me at MJ Govier, Palazzo Podcast, two L's, two Z's. Utah. Give me two. There you go. And by the way, I want to mention this because I hear this a lot. MJ says, Discord, it's a scary place. It, a lot of people get thrown off by it. He says, I don't know a whole lot about Discord, to be honest. But I'm telling you, it's just as easy to use as like any app. You just... You're in there talking. You're just type. It's typing talking like you would, like you're in a chat room, I guess, with like a bunch of channels on the side. It's very, very easy to use. I didn't use it until I started the Plaza Discord last year coming into 2022. And I'm so glad we did because we have a lot of great conversations like me and Mike are having right now, except we get to do it on our own time. We can pop in and out of the Discord while other people are having conversations about player analysis, trade reviews, everything. It's just really easy to use. It's in our description, in our video, and our channel. Give it a shot. It's totally free. I, I just think it's a benefit for players. I really do. Sorry. Yeah, agreed. Went off on my tangent there. But as another two-start pitcher, let me, because I was thinking. You ready, you ready for my two-start pitcher there? Yeah, go ahead. My Bobby, my, my Bobby I Miller. stole one of yours. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. You, you ready for this? You're going to be like, wait a minute. Michael Kopik. <laughs> two-start pitcher next week. It he is. gets the he gets he gets two home starts as well. He goes Monday against the Angels, and then over the weekend he gets the Tigers. So it, this is you know I, I wouldn't say this is going to be the true test on if if Michael Kopech's for real. I mean, well, I guess we'll find out against the Angels. They got a pretty good lineup, but um, 
Um, I'm, I'm going to be interested, um, and I'm going to be watching his start very closely on Monday. So uh, we'll see, um, and hopefully he builds off that. Now, if he has a start like he did yesterday against the Angels, a lineup that features uh, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, you know, uh, a very talented lineup hitting the baseball, um, I might be looking to buy. But so, so these those. are two guys that we could pick up. I mean, we're looking at waiver wire yeah. pickups. Yeah. Yep. Michael Kopech still available. So there you go. Okay, yep. that's fair. Yep. I. What's his roster percentage? Do you know off the top of your head, like in in, in Yahoo or in Yahoo, other, it's forty six percent. Only forty six percent. So he's under yep. fifty. Yep. Yep. And that's. So, he's one that stood out. Um, I know you know we talked about him earlier in the show, but um, I'm, he's one that stood out, and mainly because of his start against you know uh, his one. He's got two home starts, and one of them being against the Tigers. We'll see. Um, and I know I'm, I swear to God, I'm not bashing your Tigers. Utah, they've actually give me two. Which, by the way, did you see Fayo's uh, start today? I did not see it today, but uh, did it go well? Yeah, he's, I think he had like double digit strikeouts. I think he was lighting up the White Sox today, if I'm not mistaken. I got to check. Um, yep, he had yeah, 10 he, Ks, he, a 10 K. Yeah. Six inning performance, seven to two victory over the White Sox. Fiedo gets the win, instantly becomes a darling of the Fab Weekend. Holy shit, unreal! I'm he, telling you, I'm not surprised shoved. though. <laughs> Against the White Sox too. So, well, Chris Fenner, um, the pitching coach. I I said this, MJ. If you're still here, you heard me say it on RotoWire today. Chris Fenner, the Tigers pitching coach, Tigers. is a really really good pitching coach, and he gets the most out of the pitching. It's the only reason that the Tigers are competitive this year, and he will be an excellent MLB manager. Go Tigers! Soon. There you go. I have a I have a couple shares of Eduardo Rodriguez too. So exactly. Um, hopefully he can continue continue to keep that up. Exactly. Uh, speaking of, real quick, do you think the Tigers deal him uh, if they're not in contention? Do you think they deal somebody like Erod to a contender? Uh, I I actually think they don't want to, but they probably will because I don't know Scott Harris's plan. He's the new guy in charge here for the Tigers and what he wants to do. I I would guess I would have to assume that Scott Harris is like, this isn't one of my guys. I want to get new guys for me and I'm going to move Eduardo Rodriguez. But if the Tigers are still only, I don't know, five games under 500 by the trade deadline, Mm -hmm. I don't think they will do that. They won't. They'll realize that, well, you know what? We're not in a full rebuild here. We're in a retooling. Maybe we're not, because I don't think AJ Hinch thinks they're like a total nightmare or else he may not be here anymore going forward. Yeah, I mean, and, and too, like, you know, look at, look at the teams who could potentially be buying him, right? Maybe somebody like the Dodgers, maybe somebody like the Astros um, who've had some some injuries to their staff, um, you know, uh, maybe somebody like maybe the Orioles maybe go in and, and get him. Um, <laughs> you never know. Well, so. Me and Ben on the Prospect Show have been saying now for the last month that Cleveland and Baltimore need to do a trade, pitching for offense, pitching for outfielders. Yeah. Cleveland's loaded That's with pitchers. Great. Yeah, you're right. I would love that. I would That's love a, a Tanner Bybee. Um, uh, who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Santander for Bybee or Logan Allen? or Yeah, Look, I like Logan Allen. I actually wanted to bring Logan Allen up because he's a two-starter next week. And he's only 32% rostered on Yahoo. 32% rostered. Who, who, yeah, Logan Allen. yeah, Logan Allen is a... Yeah. He's got yeah. Baltimore and Minnesota next week, both on the road. Okay, it's not an ideal two-step, but I Logan Allen is a good pitcher, and I think for some reason he should – I don't know why he's 32% rostered. That's stupid. You guys should be should adding be him to your roster. Yeah. And, and I will note, too, that Minnesota sucks against left-handers, so um, mm. he is uh, going to be a very popular ad for the week. So Yes. Um, Flawless victory. Yeah. 
it was Gavin Williams who I was thinking of for Cleveland. I would, oh, I yeah. would do a trade. For, for I wasn't going to say his name because no, they're not going to give up. They're going to give up everybody <laughs> but Gavin Williams. I would say most <laughs> right. likely, but they could still spare Daniel uh, or Espino. He could go. Even I know he's hurt yeah. this year. He doesn't help he's you hurt, this year. Yeah. But yeah, right. oh shit! Look at this. MJ did it. I'm in the Discord. Thanks for the nudge to join. Yay! Look at that. People helping people. I'm telling you, MJ, I know there's a lot of channels. I've made way too many channels. I admit that freely. But the people will help you find your way in there. Just ask me. I'll be there to help you. All right, cool. Well, real quick, also, I don't know if, how much time we have left. I do want to mention a couple hitters for next week. Um, Let's do it. I want to hear your hear your thoughts on Mickey Moniak and he gets it seems like the writing's on the wall here that he's going to face most righties and Taylor Ward has been an extreme disappointment this season uh, is going to start against lefties but it's worth noting that Monday through Thursday uh, he gets four straight four straight uh, games in a row where they're going to be facing a right-hander um, he gets three games against the White Sox and then one game against Houston um, and I didn't see the potential the starters after that um, I don't know if they've released those or not yet, but um, any interest in Mickey Moniak? I know he's been um, uh, kind of setting the world on fire. Sure. I got I got interest. I I say ride him until this goes bad, until it goes south for him. Some people are saying, oh, it could be the breakout for Mickey Moniak. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, there's a lot of things that could happen. You know, I could stumble into a very high-paying job next week for some reason. I don't know, but <laughs> it's not a guarantee yeah. and it's not a certainty. Right. Mickey Moniak is a talent, but even as a number one overall pick, he was not that no. good. It was a mistake. No, it was He should good. never have been the number one overall pick. Agreed. So, um, I'm yeah. pro Moniac. Ride, well. ride it until it doesn't work anymore. I still think it's a great time to buy low on Taylor Ward right now. Take advantage of it because he's not finished. He's going to bounce back, and the type of hitter and player he was, the best, best part of his season, I think, is still to come. Players get... Yeah, he's not 21. He's a 29-year-old guy, Taylor Ward. So it happens. Yep. Players have episodes, and they have long streaks where things are shit. Look at Trey Turner. We already covered that. So yep. pro Melniac for now, but I still believe in Taylor Ward. Morell for uh, Ward, would you do it? OBP, absolutely. Absolutely in OBP yep. leagues. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right. And then one other name I wanted to mention, um, and – Hear me out and don't 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 jump across the computer here. Marcel oh, we always Ozuna. hear people out on this show, except when we talk over yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. Marcel Ozuna for the Atlanta Braves, uh, who hit another home run today. Uh, he gets uh, three games at Oakland. So, and I will note that they gave up close to seven runs. I think it's six and a half last I checked. Uh, a game, six and a half a game. Um, so, um, any interest in Marcel Ozuna and maybe some deeper leagues? Well, this is a guy that I have taken for a ride earlier this season for a moment there. He had like that stretch where he really caught fire, I think maybe three weeks ago or so. And yeah. I was I picked him up, but then like he the playing time was still sporadic. He's got yep. Oakland and Arizona next week. That's on the yep. road in Arizona. West Coast road trip. Yep. I, I don't have any objections to that. I just I just wonder, what are you sacrificing? Because we're just talking about a player as a pickup. Yes, I'm interested in Ozuna because one key thing that makes him interesting and viable is the fact that he is in the lineup all the time now. (laughs) He's there every day. Forget the power or the fact that he's producing. The fact that he's even in the lineup regularly is a good sign and pro Ozuna on a team that can score. That was kind of my take for him. Um, and again, obviously, when we're talking about you know adding somebody, it really depends on who you're dropping, right? So, 
Um, but at the same time, too, he's in the lineup regularly. He plays in a great lineup in Atlanta, even though he's in, in, hitting in the lower third. And we've seen production from him in the past. He has a lot of pop left in his bat, bat obviously. So um, if I'm somebody who needs one outfield help or two needs power, uh, Marcelo Zuna has a pretty good spot this week. Um, or next week, I mean, sorry, um, versus the uh, uh, athletics in the uh, Diamondbacks. So somebody I would be keeping an eye on if you're not adding him uh, quite yet. So Absolutely. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Owen Miller. He is an ad in smaller leagues from Jamie. Owen Miller is a guy who's been on a tear. Yeah, he has, and he qualifies a lot of different positions as well. Um, for somebody like me in my home league, I am dying at first base, and it's been a first base carousel. Uh, for me, um, and I did not get Owen Miller, um, but he has been playing well. I don't know if it's sustainable, but to your point earlier with Moniac, ride it, ride it till the wheels fall, all fall, fall off. So okay, um, yeah. I I love Miller. I also remember Owen Miller. He had a real hot stretch for Cleveland for one period of Cleveland. time here, yeah, and yep. then he died. And he was actually a <laughs> this was twenty twenty one actually I think two years ago. And yeah. he was, he came out hot and it was like, oh, here he is. And he just, we went for big, not huge, but like 70 bucks. I remember there were some big ads on Owen Miller and then he did nothing after yeah. that. The question is, yeah. has he grown? Has he learned any lessons? Two years later, he's in Milwaukee. He's a different player now. Or, you know, Luis good Arias. Good yeah. yeah, good ballpark. But Luis Arias is on the rehab trail now and he's going to be coming back into the mix. That's not good for Mr. Miller's prospects. I will say that. Yeah. Absolutely. But he qualifies in a lot of different positions. And if he keeps hitting the way he's hitting, I like, I got to think that Brewers find a spot for him. So, uh, Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that necessarily. Uh, Jamie yeah. also says Jorge Soler is 61% rostered, uh, plus 20 added. Uh, do you know? What does that mean? He's 61% rostered. Yeah, That's yeah, good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, is he? A, a, yeah. I think Jamie's saying, is he an ad in a 20 team? Because he plays in a 20 team. Hell yeah, he's an ad in a 20 team. He should be added immediately. I was going to say, he should probably already be rostered in a 20-team league, to be honest. Yes. But, um, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, must, I'm a must roster. He should have probably been picked up 20, you know, uh, 20 days ago, really. <laughs> a little in 20, 20 teams. So, uh, um, that's putting it mildly. It is. Yeah. Oh, here's a – yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say, I, I don't know if – I'm looking it up real quick. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if he's – Oh, okay. So if you go on Yahoo's app, that's what he meant by the plus 20. Um, over the last week, he's plus 20% over the last week. Oh, um, yeah. Chad just dropped this in the chat. I think he's 20% yeah. added is what he means. Okay, sorry. Sorry, yeah. Jamie. Yeah. He's probably not available yeah. in 20-team. That's right. We're stupid. I'm stupid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, my stupid buddy. <laughs> oh, hey, welcome to the party, pal. Uh, yeah. Wow, dude. Yeah, we're all stunned. Steve says, <laughs> my buddy Steve Moniak. Babip, 5.63, K percentage, 34.4, walk percentage, 3.1, in 32 plate appearances. A small sample, but that is, yeah. what does that say to you, Mike? Uh, obviously not good at the strikeout percentage, uh, but at the same time, too, it's hard to argue with the, you know, the counting stats as well. He's batting in front of guys like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. I don't know if there's a better spot in baseball <laughs> that you want to be. Uh, be in, um, yeah. But again, like you had mentioned earlier, I'm 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 riding until the wheels fall off. And noting that again, it's probably not going to start against a lot of left-handed pitchers. But he does get four righties uh, in a row next week. So um, who knows? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Right from the mouth of Mike MKB Fantasy on Twitter. He's yep. over at We Know Fantasy. Make sure you read his weekly waiver wire article. Comes out on Sundays, I assume, right? Yes. Yep. Yep. 
It's when a lot of waiver wire stuff comes out. Actually, I'll be doing a video on Saturday on FTN. Head over to FTN YouTube channel Saturday at 6 o'clock. I'll be doing this like end of week video for them too outside of this because I don't do enough content apparently. <laughs> uh, Sound Money says he's a maniac. That's for sure. What does that mean? Are you saying he's a he's maniac? A maniac, maniac. Oh yeah. yeah think, oh my god! I can't I believe I haven't done that song. Him. That's my next parody yeah. song. I'm an idiot. Yeah, god I think damn, that's I... a pun on him since he's been on. <laughs> Shit! I can't believe I didn't think of that. All right, I'll write it down and I'll yeah. try to do a song over the weekend. Uh, any final comments, Mike? Anybody else we didn't mention for the record? Something that people must know that we didn't get to say, so you got it on the record and look smart later. Uh, I just want to go on record of saying, and I know we had this on the sheet today, but I want to go on record of guys that uh, I am I am the president and CEO of the Josh Lowe fan club. Mm. Um, I was in on him from the start of the season. Uh, I have a lot of shares of him and Joe Ryan. That was my pitcher that I wanted to mention. Um, and uh, who knows if Josh Lowe can keep it up. Looks like he's made some really great improvements at the plate. Um, uh, and looks like he's changed his stance up a little bit as well. Um, uh, I am a big Josh Lowe guy. If you follow me on Twitter, um, yeah, <laughs> I love the music. Yeah. If you follow me on Twitter, you know I've been beating the Josh Lowe drum all season long. So, um, yeah, just want to go on record of saying that. That's all. Well, you said you were the president, so. I am. I am. Yeah. Pro. We're very pro. Yeah. Pro America here. It's more than weekend. Right. We love our country. Yeah. <laughs> Propaganda. It's best. Good connection uh, there. I like that. <laughs> Okay, Joshua Lowe is in, he's Joshua now. He used to be Josh. Now he's Joshua. Yeah, I really love uh, Joshua Lowe. Any guys that you want to mention uh, on on here? I also want to mention real quick. I was dead wrong on Mitch Keller, and I hate it because I don't have any shares of him. But he is awesome, and I hate that I don't have any shares of him. So, um, any guys that you were really high on going into the season that have not panned out so far? <laughs> Boy, let's go look in the files. I mean, you guys pay attention to the show. Tell me in the chat. What did I what did I scream about or say something that was stupid? I mean, yeah, I was right about Jonathan India, but I mean, you know, what else did I get wrong? Because when you look back on it, I actually think there's probably still some guys on certain rosters of mine. Like if I look at my uh, CBS League, I have one CBS League. I've, not, I've never played mm -hmm. baseball in CBS. I've played football, but not baseball. Right. And... I'm not taking the L on Bobby Witt yet. He's got 14 steals. That's useful. Oh no, yeah, you can't take the L on him yet. He's, he's plenty of season left. I think he, I think he'll be fine. I think I might have been wrong about Edward Olivares. Mm. He's 237 batting average. He's got five steals, only three dongs. It, you know, he can't really complain this year about not having playing time because he's playing. Yeah. So I might have been wrong about him. I've always loved him. And my love affair may have been mistaken with, with, well, well, actually, you know, there are times where he does sit every third game. You know, he doesn't get a chance to like play five straight days. Like, day. Yeah. Still yeah. stupid. So maybe it's not fair, but, but I was wrong. I don't, I, I don't feel great about it. I also walked into Joey Gallo. Who's a guy I've never drafted ever, ever, but I did it in the main event with the second to last pick this year. And that was I mean, with the second to last pick and a 15 team, he's been a real nice benefit. I know he's got injury yeah. issues, but the power alone for a guy I never draft, I'll take it. Yeah. I, I was wrong about, you know, Sandy Alcantara this year. I still believe he'll be okay by the end, but Same. it's been a rough start, obviously, but I still believe by season's end, Alcantara will be okay. I do believe in that. Yeah. 
Uh, I want to go on record and saying too that these are not L's yet, just guys that you may be worried about. Sure. So, um, and they get plenty of season left to turn to turn this around. So, uh, MJ says Nick Prado's going to take time away. You're right. I love Nick Prado too. That's Probably, a guy yeah. I loved last year, but I I didn't know how much he would be up this year. And I've not been a Keller guy either, Michael. Mm-hmm. I have not. Yep. So I I was. I thought Keller was a joke. <laughs> Don't jinx the Keller thing. I'm still holding my breath. He has scarred me for years, says MJ. Well, that's MJ. The reason, the reason why he's successful is because I don't have any shares of him. So if I were to pick him up, he's going to suck. So uh, that's why he's pitching so well. He does not like me uh, because I hate Mitch Keller. Uh, I, I'm kidding. I don't hate him. Uh, I'm, I'm bummed. I'm bummed I don't own any shares of him, but he's shoving it this year. It's been really nice. Yeah. I was a big JT Brubaker guy, but he got hurt. I really like JT Brubaker Ooh, this year. I yeah. bet if he was healthy, he would have been good this year. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Chad says, my biggest whiff was Gene Segura. Oh, he's been horrendous. He's been his best. I mean, yeah. yeah. Calling him a top five third base option might have been my biggest whiff of all time. You know, that's really saying something, Chad. That really is. Yeah, top Top five is, is that's a bold that's a bold prediction. But noting that third base is not going into the season wasn't very good, so maybe not so much. Of a, of well, that a was bullshit. That was total bullshit. Actually, that reminds me because uh, Patrick Wisdom was a guy I drafted all over. I know he's cooled off, Ooh, yeah. but he had a I nice had he had a nice start to the season here. He showed a lot of power in yep. April. He was a very valuable player. I know he's cooled down, but that was a great call. Yeah. I'm really proud of. Patrick Wisdom was ADP 400. Nobody wanted to draft him. I just kept drafting mm-hmm. him as because I was like, okay, third base is a place that is very shallow. But that's mm-hmm. that's not true. Spencer Steer, Patrick Wisdom. Uh, there's a bunch of more guys that totally, whoever started that rumor about third base being a, uh, a void, you know, that there was a big hole in there, that was just was not accurate. I would say maybe not a, a big hole, but I think there was a big drop off, and I can't remember the rankings off the top of my head. But I think once you got to to the uh, third, uh, sixth third baseman from the sixth down to the seventh, which I believe was Gunnar Henderson, there was a pretty pretty mightily drop off. No, that's uh, but, a problem yeah. though, because Matt Chapman yeah. was below that. Matt Chapman was that's right. crushed the shit out of the ball this year. Yeah, he's I've been arguably the best third baseman in baseball this year. So he's, yeah, he's uh, cool off a lot. Him up against him, but yeah, yeah, Josh but Young, going into Josh this, Young. Yep, another good, another good player who I don't have any shares of, and I wish I did. Big. I have a couple. I got a couple later yeah. in the draft season because I'm like, oh wait, this guy was a big deal. He just lost a season to an injury. I got to get back in on Young. I got him a couple late drafts yeah. before the season started. And Josh Young again, a guy who was picked 200 ish or just after, he was easily got at third base, third base, third yep. base. You know, look, look at this list right now. Uh, let me let me read. You know, Yandy Diaz, another guy who was way down there, third base eligible. It just it's Slept all on. over there. It's all over the place. Yeah. Yep. I want want to bring up one name, and I knew you and I were communicating on this uh, via Twitter. I want to say a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month, um, and we were talking about Alec Manoa, and I said he is a perfect buy low. Uh, I was dead wrong. Um, I am. Uh, I bow down to you, sir. Um, <laughs> Alec Manoa sucks. Uh, he has been god off. I don't know if you saw his start today. I, um, yeah. another... He struck out six, though. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's been bad, and he's been really, really, really bad. Um, so uh, I am changing my stance on that. Uh, I want nothing to do with Alec Manoa. So I did not get him uh, in any of my leagues, um, <laughs> even though I tried to buy. No one was. No one bit on the bids, the trades that I tried to get him on, and I'm thankful for that. So. As soon as you said that, now Manoa's going to turn it around. That's how it works. I know, right? Yeah, that's, that's how it works. That's how it works. 
Oh, here's yeah. another one. J.D. Davis, total afterthought, third base, eight home runs, That's 355 correct. OBP right now. Totally viable. Right. My my argument was it was going into the season, not necessarily currently right now. Oh, into no, the season, this isn't directly to you. Yeah. I'm just shoving it in yeah. all fantasy's face. Jake Berger! Jake Berger! Was it? Nobody drafted Jake Berger. No. Did I see he's getting some starts at second base? They sh- in a They're starting of, to talk about it. Initially, they blew yeah. it off three weeks ago. Now there's more talk about it because Mr. That's interesting. Uh, what's his face? Old man Elvis Andrews is on his way back. Uh, Nick Senzella, yeah. third base, who's always hurt perennially. He's available. Ezekiel Durant. I mean, look at the depth here. Yeah. There's a he's lot a- of good guys that in third base has, has been surprisingly very, very good this year. Might so, be the deepest position guys this year. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'd have to look at it at all the other positions. Uh, I know outfield was another another position that people were kind of uh, scared of going into the year because of uh, the scarcity uh, with yeah. um, who was available. So. But, but in even terms then, of there's the been de- a lot of good outfielders. Yeah, no, yeah. in terms oh, of the, 100%. You're correct. Yeah. Especially guys who were not drafted. There's so many guys who are really good right now who were not drafted. That's all I'm saying. So. Oh, yeah. I'll totally leave it there. I, I just wanted yeah. – I harped on this in a groove with Gobier a little while ago. Uh, yeah. Oh, Galgamesh says, oh, you think you've got it? Wait, are you talking to the chat or someone else? I don't know. I think I – I don't know what's happening. Where are we? Uh, Chad said, uh, I just thought having a 30 stolen base upside with a guy like Segura at third base was an absolute cheat code. Nope, that was incorrect. Chad also said, at least I got Austin Riley sucking, right? <laughs> Welcome! Who, by the way, has hit, he hit two home runs today. Hey, so, yep, see? If you saw both of those, but there was, those were absolutely crushed, and they were almost in the exact same spot of the ballpark. So, ah, um, nice. Love Austin Riley. I don't know why people were freaking out. Um, the, the guy's an absolute stud. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's just like Trey Turner. It's like, can we get on yeah. with it already? Come on. Get on yeah. with it. Yeah. It's like Monty Python. <laughs> get on with it. Yeah, get on with it. Yeah. Uh, MJ says, I was all over Rasmussen and Springs in best ball leagues. Two race pitchers. They weren't endgame guys, but certainly after the top several tiers, I thought I hit a home run on them and both are gone. I'm sorry, MJ. Yeah. You don't deserve that. You've been a good guy to us today. I wish I could do something for you, but there's nothing I can do. Sorry. Yeah. That's Springs was it was it was an awful one. I didn't have any shares of Springs this year. Um, I thought he was admittedly going a little too high for my liking, but um, it, it sucks because he was he was great and he was great for baseball. And it sucks that he got hurt so so quickly. So um, hopefully a speedy recovery and he bounces back. Every pitcher drafted in best ball got hurt. That's, this is Bob. <laughs> this is also Bob for our Discord. Yeah, he's had a lot of he's got a lot of best ball regrets this season with some of these injuries. That's why Grenke is the last survivor. <laughs> <laughs> it's true the old man hey he's still there yeah. it's just like uh yep it's like uh shit what's that movie uh the old man tommy lee jones out there antoine chigurh the coen brothers somebody oh, wow. right now is yelling at us hearing this like that movie <laughs> you idiot right no country right. for old men is the name of the film yes exactly yes That's yes the... yes i was thinking of it i wanted to say uh <laughs> i am legend no no. <laughs> that movie sucked. Yeah, it was bad. They're making a second one. Of course At least I heard. Will Smith, rumor. I didn't know he had that clout still in Hollywood. Wow, dude. <laughs> uh, Chad says, speaking of old guys, I'm surprised we haven't heard any Mad Bum talk. Yeah, well, why would we have that kind of talk on the show? Yeah, we don't need to talk about Mad Bum. We talked for an hour and 40 minutes, and there still was no need to talk about <laughs> Mad Bum. So. No. Well, it's been a great show. This has been a lot of fun. It really is. I got to say, man, you really brought the prep, too, so you really set me up as a guy who was really busy. It was all over the place today. It's nice to have someone I can yeah. count on like that who can come in and 
You did well. I thought you did a real fine job. I've enjoyed the conversation we've had. The conversation we've had. It is almost 11 uh, here East Coast time. Uh, Shit, Michael, it is. I know you've done a lot of stuff. So. Walmart's going to close. I'm going to miss it. Damn it. Uh, Sound Money says, a producer heard the first one. Slaps. Okay, yeah. Let's. You guys are on a roll tonight, aren't you? Uh, but as we say goodbye to Mike MKB Fantasy we know fantasy. Check out the website. Check out the work over there, the waiver wire column on Sunday nights. Anything else you want to cover there, my friend? I do not. I want to thank you for having me on. This was really fun. Um, and again, for those of you guys listening, I got into this space because of Michael and how great he's been in his content <laughs> and um, all the stuff that he puts out and just really his, uh, his attitude towards the space and, and helping everybody and being, um, you know, more than willing to help out in multiple, multiple channels whether it's Discord, podcast, this 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 format here um, across multiple platforms. Um, uh, couldn't have uh, – the fantasy baseball space could not have ha- could not have a better guy working in it. So I appreciate you having me on, my friend. That's putting it mildly. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. I do. I do what I can, you know, do the best I can. We have a good time here. We have a few laughs. Hopefully we learn something. And most importantly, though, we win. We want to win. We want to win. Jamie says game yep. six is underway. No one cares. Are you talking about basketball or hockey? Yeah, I think he's talking about basketball. Maybe Celtics. Well, East. that's an East Coast game. Wouldn't that be over by now? It's 1045 at night. That game should be yeah, over. I don't think so. Oh, it might be hockey he's talking about then, yeah. yeah. Govier is God. Oh, that's very sweet of you. You're a good boy, Jamie. We love you. You're a good man. <laughs> I hope that uh, purchase you made for your soundboard, Jamie, I hope that all works out. He was talking about looking at, I use a Roadcaster Pro here. It's a really nice board. He was looking at a different one that's a little cheaper because this one is very, it's 600 bucks. This was expensive, but yeah. I, it was an investment in myself. I bought it in 2020 and I'm, I don't regret it. It's been a nice piece of property. So I was going to say it's been, it's been good. It's a good, it's a good, good piece of the, uh, to the podcast for sure. There it is folks. Mike said it directly from his own mouth. Lots of podcasts, two L's, Utah. two Z's. Give me two. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please subscribe to YouTube. We had a nice push on subs. We're almost to 400. Almost to 400. Four years into the show, we're almost to 400. 100 subs a year. I don't know how people get 50,000 subs. I guess people don't give a shit about baseball. That's probably true, but we love it here. We have a great time. You guys make the live chat go. Thanks so much. You guys stuck around the whole show. That was awesome. For Mike, MKB Fantasy on Twitter, I'm Michael Gobier. Now turn it over to Russell Crowe, who is the, you know, he loves fantasy baseball. He just doesn't talk about it a lot, and this is the official fantasy baseball podcast of Russell Crowe. Bye-bye! Right, lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. (laughs) And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all, surprise is on our side. (laughs) 